and welcome to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network broadcasts from two shipping containers in Bushwick, Brooklyn, located next to Roberta's Pizza at 261 Moore Street. We Dig Plants is produced and engineered by Jack Inslee. Our sponsor today is Hearst Ranch. It is, Hearst Ranch is the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. Since 1865, the Hearst family has raised cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of the Central California coast. The result is beef with extraordinary flavor that's as memorable and natural as the surrounding landscape. For more information, go to www.hearstranch.com. We are Groundworks, Inc. I'm Alice Marcus Krieg. I'm solo for the day as Carmen is away on a family vacation day. And we design, install, and maintain gardens in and around New York City. Today, however, on on our show, we've got a great bunch of gardeners from the Battery Conservancy down at the very tip of Manhattan. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Alice. Hi, Sigrid. Hi. Nice to nice to have you all here. We're glad to be here. So, and we also have on the phone Pete Udoff, gardener extraordinaire. Can you hear us, Pete? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. We have to talk yeah. for a little bit about the conservancy, and then we're yes. going to ask you some plant questions, okay? Yes. Okay. Right. I okay. wait. Okay. So, tell us a little bit about how the conservancy be- began, and what, what do you all do down there? The Battery Conservancy is a not-for-profit that is partners with the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation. And we were uh, founded by Wari Price, who's the president and, as I said, the founder of the Battery Conservancy, to rebuild and revitalize the historic battery, which is, as you said, at the very tip of Manhattan. Right. It's a small city park. It's about 25 acres. Mm-hmm. It's an historic park. It um, That... Uh, the first the first settlers, the, the Dutch who came and settled New Amsterdam, that's the edge of the park. And then it's been successive landfills and um, has been has been um, a part, an active part of the whole the city since the beginning. Right. And it's really the segue into New York City, um, you know, for all the immigrants right. that came. Right. It was it's it was originally Castle Clinton National Monument was mm-hmm. one of the first um, processing um, setups for immigrants to this country. It was d- done by New York State well before Ellis Island and the federal government got involved. Right. So it's it's the doorstep to New York City and the country. Okay. And um, for our listeners, that was per- uh, Pat Kirshner, Director of Operations for the Battery. And we also have Sigrid Gray, Director of Horticulture, just to make the proper introductions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, how did the Conservancy then, with this kind of historic past and, and placement, how did it then begin working with Pete Udoff, who's this kind of futuristic plants person? I think that's Pete's question there. Okay, Pete, what do you think? No, I was asked in 2002 to, um, to just by by, by Rory Price to, uh, if I could help them with a horticultural master plan, and that is how it all started. Okay, so what and makes these... Hey Pete, Pete, I remember that story a little differently. That that, that someone really? had gotten one of your books and was talking to Wari as they were walking on the promenade and said, "You need gardens with scale to match this harbor." And this person said, 
look at this guy, look at this book, and that was your book. And Maury said, oh, this is really interesting. And so she actually was in Europe on vacation with her family, and she went to see your work at the Floriad in England, I think. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's all true. But that is, you know, it came to me as a, a, a rather unexpected. So I, I just, we got a fax to the machine where she had the questions <laughs> right, right. could help them out. So yeah. that is how it all started for me. Yeah, yeah. It was and like I didn't know what, what kind of work she did before, but... Uh, it came uh, quite unexpected. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it might be a joke. Yeah, well, well no, <laughs> we, wrote, we wrote a nice letter. Wari wrote a nice letter yeah, introduced of introduction <laughs> and said, we yeah. think you're terrific. Come do something here, right? Well, I really like that you um, brought up the yeah. word scale. I think that's that that's what makes those gardens so amazing. Is is it is the right scale? And in you know the the breath of air down there at at the tip, it needs to be embellished, and that's what these plants do in these huge mass plantings. So, what makes these gardens a little different than from say Central Park? Well. Um, Going back to scale. Yes. The scale determines um, the size of the visual groups you need. It determines also how it's taken care of. It's it's a four-acre area, one of them, of perennials. Mm-hmm. They're huge, and so we turn to farming for some of our methods. You turn to farming? Yeah, Explain a little bit about that. The cutback in the spring, we leave on the ground as the food and the mulch for uh-huh. the plants, probably the perfect food uh-huh. themselves. It, yeah. And it also, we leave the seeds. The seeds are there, and those seedlings come up, and they fill blank spaces. Uh-huh. So wherever you have a blank space in a garden, you have weeds. The seedlings fill it and make it dense and... So they're avoiding weeds, as you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that, that's actually a good segue into the plant sale mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it seems a little shocking that, that you all, you have this amazing plant sale with these amazing plants, but how do you get these plants? Are you really digging up? Yes, Pete's as, plants. as soon as Pete gave us these great plants, we started digging them out. Something <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but you, you know you have to divide. So, as a gardener, to you know to keep the you plants need to, healthy. Right, right. Yeah. So now you offer these plants to the public. So tell us a little bit about the plant sale. Well, it's a custom propagation plant sale. That way, we don't create a huge inventory of plants that won't be bought. Right. So people look at the plant list online. And they um, make their order, and then we go into the field and we propagate bare root plants right. for them. Uh-huh. And they can also um, order potted plants, which are available later. They're available in May. Right. So you all have really changed the face of landscape um, because, as as a garden designer, everybody in New York is going down to the Battery to see what's going on down there. And then they're coming back and they're saying, I want this plant, and I want that plant, and I want this plant. <laughs> and now all they have to yeah. do is go to our go website, to the, yeah. thank, thankfully, org and uh, backslash plants. Okay. That's where our plant sale is. Yeah. And we're going to put a link to this on our Facebook fan page, and I'm going to Twitter about it. I've already done some of Great. that. And then you have to get your orders in by March 4th. March 4th. Which is a week. So what's the best seller? What what plant is the best seller? I can tell you it never sells. <laughs> <laughs> Grasses. Grasses. I yeah. know. It's so funny. Because, um, because but they're so beautiful. Uh, they're so beautiful. But they, yeah. they don't look like much when they're very small. And uh, they're still um, used less, I think, than things that flower. Those flowers. You know. 
So, Pete, tell us about about kind of your vision for some of these plants down at the battery. Why these particular plants? Now, I thought when I came there for the first time, I had no idea of New York. I, I just I was used to work in America, just but very shortly uh, in Chicago, where we did the Millennium Park uh, part of the Millennium Park. But uh, so I had no idea, but. Uh, I had no notice of how how stressed uh, that area was with people going uh, on the boats and everywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> it, and and on the other hand, I was uh, when I saw the planting, it was so uh, so out of my uh, far from what I do that I, I was not shocked or, or anything like that. But I thought this needs <laughs> this really needs something different. <laughs> and, uh, uh, um, in a way, uh, yeah, you can imagine when you come uh, somewhere for the first time, you hear um, what they want and what the brief is and, and, and what they uh, not what they really expect from you. They only expect you to do something beautiful or nice or uh, like, you know, you know, I started with the Gardens of Remembrance. Mm-hmm. That was the first part of, of the whole and that had to be done very uh, rather quickly in a way. and. And, uh, so, Pete, can you name can you name some of the plants that are in that in that garden? Some of your favorites? Yeah, the, the sedums, acacia, salvias, panicums, monardas. Let's say there's a whole range of plants. But uh, uh, one of the things was that they should uh, connect with the uh, with the with the port, with with the the, the mm-hmm. river and the harbor mm-hmm. on one end, on and also. Um, so that it should um, fit in, in, in place, or should be right in place. Right. And uh, that is uh, the first thing. But that was, you know, that was my first uh, step into New York, so I had to get used to it. It took a, a while before I was really into New York. Yeah, <laughs> it takes everybody a while to get into New York. <laughs> so, Pete, even um, the plants. Yeah, even the plants. Then that's actually what I wanted to, to ask. How did these plants actually get from your garden into Battery Park? Were you growing them at your home and then bringing them along with you as you traveled no, here, or did you true. you started here? No, we had. Um, let's say because my my. We do a lot in in, uh, in the Netherlands. We bred a lot of plants. They got into the market here in Holland, and you know, the Dutch are good salesmen. So they <laughs> they brought them over to America already, and I I knew where they were. So there were a okay. few nurseries in America that already did a lot of plants. We bred and we and that I used for for landscaping. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a I had quite a search for your um, short flomus last year. Um, okay, but that's a new one, I think. That's oh. a new one, right? And I found it at a nursery in in California, and I I bugged Sigrid for weeks about where I could get it, <laughs> oh. and then finally I found it, um, and uh, and my client loves it, and that's on the East River. On the East River, in, uh, okay. Yeah, but, you know, most of the plants do very well. Uh, let's say not in California, but. But I'm, I'm amazed uh, if I look on my, you know, on the web, um, uh, on the uh, um, where, where people look at uh, our website. It's in California a lot, and yeah. in Florida, and I'm amazed by that. Yeah, yeah. That, that people uh, look at the way we garden here in Europe or in in 
Well, I think, um, yeah, I think America, you know, when you're not in New York City, I think the idea of a garden in America is really an idea of lawn, and that needs to be changed. And I think you and, and your books and, and your style of gardening has, has totally turned gardeners, you know, yeah. on their ear we in America. A battery. We're okay. trying to change the lawn also to a no mow. <laughs> yeah, to a, a no mow turf. <laughs> right. A fine fescue. Uh huh. So tell us a little bit about then the um, the kind of maintenance habits, other than um, you know letting things go to seed and and then potting them up. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are some of the other maintenance um, habits? Um, we don't deadhead because we need those. You need those seeds. Um, we need the beauty in the winter, but we need the seedlings in the spring. Those are free plants. Uh-huh. Um, we are looking for ways to turn our turf areas into no mow or a different, just a different type of turf that will work good in a municipal area where mm-hmm. you have fewer staff and you have a lot of usage. And right, right. People right. and money. Yeah, we're yeah. an urban park. Yep. It's, it's yeah. a different, an urban, heavily used park. Battery, yeah. Battery is, in effect, a roof yeah. on um, over, over, over four uh, subway stations. There, there right. are two, we have two subway auto line. tunnels. Right. Yeah. We yeah. have the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. Uh-huh. We have the underpass uh-huh. that goes from the east side to the west side. Uh-huh. We have the number one subway train. We have the four five. We have, you know, we were, we were subject to a four-year disruption when the subway guys decided to cut through the park right and put in a new subway tunnel mm-hmm. and then covered it up again and now they're re- giving it back to us right you know they see mm-hmm. us as you know up, we're on top of their tunnels we're we see ourselves as is a there park on, you know and there happens to be stuff down below <laughs> exactly you know? yeah i so, know so and then and then we have millions of people visiting every year because mm-hmm. we are the jumping off point the ferry boats out to the statue of liberty and ellis island so we have right there four million people right mm-hmm. that we can count and then we know there are more so we think there are about five million people a year who come through the park and more and more gardeners are coming through the park now mm-hmm. because of our gardens. Yeah, well, you those know. plants. And people coming specifically to see our gardens. Absolutely. And sure. sit and look out at the uh, harbor. Uh, sure. The right. huge patriotic harbor. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We have to take a break. Um, hang on the line, Pete. We'll be right back with you. You're listening to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network.
following is a public service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. Tune in to The Speakeasy every Wednesday at 3 p.m., where host Damon Volte will discuss cocktails, spirits, wine, beer, tea, coffee, and all things in the liquid universe, with guests ranging from bartenders and brewers, alchemists and ambassadors, roasters and regulars, and every expert and enthusiast in between. Learn from some of the world's leading experts in mixology, bar history, distillation, and brewing about how we enjoy imbibing today. Again, that's every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Heritage Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. We have the gardeners and the garden administration here from the Battery, the Battery Conservancy. Sigrid Gray, Director of Horticulture, and Pat Kirshner, Director of Operations. And before the break, oh, and uh, we have Pete Udoff on the phone from the Netherlands, um, plantsman extraordinaire, talking about some of some of his plants and, and how he came to be involved with the Conservancy. So um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the urban nature of the battery, and um, and I, I need to do a little full disclosure. Sigrid and I go way back in gardening history. Um, I met Sigrid when I was working for Mary Riley Smith, um, and we were at the Cooper Hewitt Garden together, and Sigrid and I became fast friends, um, urban gardeners. <laughs> and then we worked on a project in uh, Prospect Park, also another urban site, and um, it was the, uh, the traffic circle at... Um, Grand Army as you enter the park and uh, we worked on that for, for a little bit and now Sigrid is, is like I said director of horticulture so let's talk a little bit about gardening in an urban situation and there's a lot of, um, of things that we have to contend with that are different from a normal perennial gardener <laughs> yes we call it uh, public impact yeah <laughs> yeah yeah things like trash and trash. the trash is a river it's a river that just never stops it right so we pick it up yeah and there's more and we yeah. pick it up and yeah. then you have to be cognizant of planting things that have thorns because that just collects the trash <laughs> you know so everybody wants roses and as gardeners we're like oh no no more roses you know <laughs> because that chips bag is going right. to be stuck in there we don't like little white plants little small flowers because it looks like trash exactly <laughs> you know? exactly exactly um and then you know there's there's do you guys have much plant theft down there um I don't know if we should talk about it. <laughs> no, no. Well, I that's good. The no. public is very respectful of the well, garden. It's, it's so beautiful. The, it, the better yeah. they look, the, the, the more, more people treat it with care. I think that was more of an early 80s or early 90s, late 80s kind of situation with, with plant theft. You yeah, don't hear so much about bushes it. bushes from people's stoops. Yeah, you had to chain them down. Yeah. You know? yeah. Also, the, the beauty of a garden that's four acres... Right. There are so many plants. Where do you start? To exactly. <laughs> exactly. We might not. wouldn't notice. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about some of these perennial gardens, the Bosque Gardens in particular. Tell me a little bit about them and what are they comprised of? And Pete, you know, feel free to chime in here. The, the Bosque Gardens okay. were part yeah. of um, uh, a renovation of the park. I mean, it's a, the park was a neglected park until the Conservancy came. It had city jurisdiction, state jurisdiction, federal, and, and basically nobody took care of it. Right. So the Conservancy stepped in and started to rebuild. So we've been doing a series of rebuilding projects. Mm-hmm. And the Boss Gardens were, are sort of, there's the promenade right along the water, 
then there were the upper promenade, which became the Gardens of Remembrance, and then the next step in is the Boss Gardens, and they're about four acres. They have two food service kiosks. Uh-huh. They have their beautiful organically shaped beds mm-hmm. with soft crushed stone paths. In a grove of trees. In a grove of trees. That's why it's called the Bosque. 140 London Plains. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a play fountain, uh-huh. which is a very popular spot sure. in the summer. And they, it is dappled shade. Yeah, the so trees, what plants are you planting the there? These are London plane trees. Mm-hmm. And um, so edge of the woods are in light shade. Uh-huh. There's very little dark, deep shade. Uh-huh. Um, there are many grasses there that grow beautifully in the part shade. Name right. them. Name <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about them. Pete? Tell us about some well, of your grasses, yeah. Pete. No, yeah, there's a lot of Melenia. Melenia, yeah. which you say it's a, um, it's a shaded area with uh, 120 plane trees. So um, uh, it is a challenge uh, to to get that right. And uh, we know all the uh, all about root pressure and what that does to plants, so that not all the plants want to grow close to the trees. So we had to make a, a, a real um, and then then of course the stress of people that uh, go to the park and everything that can happen. So uh, we had to do a real selection of tough plants and and uh, tough and beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. So grasses are one of uh, is an example um, uh, of of being tough. So we use a lot of Molinia. Molinia is a species that uh, uh, comes from Europe or or Eurasia and uh, or the northern Europe's and okay. and we had uh, American native grasses that. Uh, we used, uh, not basically, but they are very strong. and Calamagrostis? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Calamagrostis? Calamagrostis, yeah. Um, Butaloa, I think. Uh, Chasmanthem. Uh, uh-huh. Chasmanthem. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And, and then, um, on the other hand, we had uh, the perennials that, that grew better than uh, some, grew, uh, like Scutellaria, um, um, Echinacea. Uh, for in the shade, we had some... Um, uh, Asilvis, uh, um, Clematis, uh, Gilenia, uh, Japanese anemones, mm-hmm. and geranium, and so it's a the whole selection of real strong plants that, yeah. that last long, uh, are, are basically uh, really perennial, live long, and that was important for the park, I think. Right. Right. That they were sustainable and uh, live long. Yeah. Pete, how did you um, get started in horticulture? What's your background? My background is that my, uh, we, uh, my parents run, um, run or owned a restaurant and, and pubs, and that's where I grew up. But, uh, and I started into gardening when in my 20s. Uh-huh. So um, I, I got interested in plants and went back to school and just... Uh, um, Started my own design office in the in the late seventies. Now, were, were your family they they were pub owners? Were they interested in food and growing things themselves? No, they were. You know, you know what? Uh, it was a, a pub in the countryside, so restaurant okay. and pub it was very just common. Right. But we had a big garden, and uh, when I got interested in plants, we uh, just started to garden at my parents, and then. Uh, yeah, I got obsessed by plants more or less at the <laughs> time. You know, that goes rather quick. In one in a half a year, I went back to school and wanted to become a gardener or a landscaper or 
landscape designer, and that is that happened, and I own uh, I started my own business in uh, in the early eighties. Right, and, um, and I've uh, actually no, in the late seventies. Uh, so, and that's how it started. I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of. Um just kind of gazing at your website, Pete, and, and your gardens, yeah. because it's awful and cold and gray here, <laughs> and you can't go outside and enjoy our public spaces, but, um, but yeah. virtually, I have been doing that on, on your website, and, and uh, certainly reading several of your books. Um, are you going to be involved in any of the future projects at the park? The Peter Minuet. Oh, we're busy with the, the the bikeway gardens at the, the, at the, the perimeter of the park, and that, that is a big project. The bikeway gardens. Still involved in uh, yeah. the bikeway gardens. Okay. And that is uh, we just I just finished the planting design this winter, and uh, I hope it's going on uh, or starting uh, very soon. I don't know how far it is, and but uh, that my planting design is done. So, um, but I'm looking forward to work on it. Uh, in practice, so that to come over and just be there when the planting starts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll be calling you shortly. The uh, bikeway gardens are part of our next big project, which is the perimeter. We are going to be putting in a big town green known as the battery green, a big oval where uh-huh. we have public assembly, and that will be turf. Uh-huh. And then we're rebuilding the lawn. We're recon- we're re. Um, renovating the lawn area which will be known as the wood lawn uh-huh. and the bike path goes along the edge of the park on the city side we have the gardens of remembrance and the boss gardens on the water side and the city side is the bike path which is a mere- meandering slow you down with beauty bike path and will be flanked with pete's gardens mm-hmm. and um, a little bit different uh, to this yeah. time it's more with shrubs and beautiful shrubs and winter flowering shrubs and uh, so it's a little more woody yeah it's gonna have a different flavor okay and are you irrigating these gardens we're we're putting in some irrigation and Uh we have couplers and we're we're putting some in until they get established and Mm -hmm. then they're pretty much sustainable okay after that are you doing any rainwater collection or at the garden well actually in peter minuet plaza we've done a little bit which is the uh public park in front of the Staten Island Ferry Building, mm-hmm. there's that is a, a whole permeable. The whole plaza is permeable stone, which means that water goes directly through it down. And right. there is a collection area uh-huh. that we are doing a small rain garden. Great, but if the plants need a lot of water, they generally don't work for a long time. Yeah, and um, so so then that's the not the right plant. It's not the right plant for our for public right parks. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's the I think yeah. that's the best philosophy, um, rather than you know forcing something into the wrong environment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I I know I feel that way when I'm forced <laughs> into the wrong environment. <laughs> that's why the gardens as 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 the battery are so important for New Yorkers. I I think they really are a stress reliever, um, an air purifier, you know, to city living. Lots of um, birds and insects that we never saw before coming through. Variety and butterflies and migration patterns. And it's so, so necessary. So tell me also a little bit about the urban vegetable farm that's going on. That's, that's kind of a future slated project, right? Working with several schools in the, in the city, uh-huh. mainly downtown Manhattan, uh-huh. and a couple other groups, a synagogue and a church. Great. And 
um, planting vegetables. Okay. Right. And this is sort of a, a temporary thing before we build the whole perimeter bike path. We have this empty this season. So okay. we're, so we're going to um, activate the lawn uh-huh. and recondition the soil a little bit by growing things in it mm-hmm. and um, getting to know our neighbors, the, the people who live there a little better. Great. And how is the money raised for the conservancy other than the plant sale, which I want to kind of get back to, but um, I know there's probably, you probably have a big fundraising. We do have a big gala. <laughs> the plant the plant sale yeah, right. is our spring event. And then uh-huh. we have a big gala where we invite our donors and friends. Mm-hmm. And they come to the park and we have a party in uh-huh. the park. And that's a major bit of our operating budget. Uh-huh. We, we have uh, private foundations. We have individual donors. Mm-hmm. We corporations. have corporations. corporations. Yes, we have a big um, volunteer program that we has a lot of corporate help from the you know, Great. People have their day out of the office and work for us, uh-huh. and that's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. We, um, that's a lot of administration to get that <laughs> up and running. <laughs> it is a lot yeah. of work. But worth it. Many hands. Yeah. And, you well, know, and on some of our big projects, we have then, a lot of area to cover. And then people feel more... Um, Ownership, connected, connected. And yeah, 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 yeah and absolutely. Then they, you know, it's it's a great way of spreading the word and getting people down there, and you know, so um, let's talk back about the plant sale since we're yeah. on this fundraising topic. Right. So these plants, you know, so I log on to to the Battery Conservancy website and I say, you know, I'm looking for Flomus and I'm looking for Minarda and a geranium and a Molina. Right. So, how am I going to receive them? Are they are they bare root? Or are they seed? You have a choice. Bare okay. root, which is um, middle of March. Uh huh. Those are ready, and um, early May is when the potted plants are ready. They're rooted in pots. Okay. And um, and you're there's shipping. There's a form. There's an order form on the website. Okay. And you're shipping all over the United States. We are shipping orders of more than thirty plants. Okay. Yep. Okay, good. And there will be a, a limit, too. With, with, so if you want something, you get it quick. get on our website right. right away and order it because we're not going to empty out these gardens. These are just the natural divisions that we're basically sharing the wealth. Exactly. So and I'm telling will you, run out. And I'm telling you, you gardeners who lost after Pete's plants and books, this is the source. Get on this website. Say the website again. Thebattery.org. Thebattery.org. Slash pot plants is where the plants are. Plant okay. Where the plant um, because these plants are very hard to come by in retail nursery centers. And I know I've spent a lot of time looking. There's a few sources, but this is probably the best. Yeah. The sources are getting better now. Uh, it's been, than it was seven years ago. When right. Began, but right. still some things are just impossible to find. Right. Well, we're out of time. Pete, you just keep doing what you're doing and producing great plants for us because we need to change our lawns. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, but, uh, what, uh, but I would say, uh, what is a garden without the best gardeners? Uh, what, without gardeners. So um, it's <laughs> not about me. It's about how it is kept. Um, well, good gardeners make good plants, or good plants make good gardeners, something uh, like that, right? <laughs> no, good gardeners right. make the best gardens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pete, for joining us from the Netherlands. Yeah. Thank you for calling in. And uh, we'd love to have you back on the show um, solo, and we can just talk plants with you if that works out w- at some point. Whatever. You, you know my email now. <laughs> okay, I do. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Pete. Thank okay, you bye, for bye, joining us. Bye, and, uh, bye, bye, Sigurd. Peace. Okay, enjoy your day. Okay, thank you. 
This was the Battery Conservancy on Heritage Radio Network at We Dig Plants. Thank you so much for shedding some light on your beautiful garden. And everybody get down there and enjoy those plants and and, uh, help pick up some trash when you're down there. Right, always. (laughs) Thank you for inviting us. Thank you. Thank you. If you've uh, missed any part of the show, it's available on the website via archive or on um, iTunes and podcast. Thanks for listening. Happy gardening. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.